the Full stars of four kids will sing the national <laughs> Do I have to? <laughs> God damn it. Looks like his mouth just got moved over. <laughs> so what is this show? What the is Winx Club. What? The Winx Club. Oh, they it's look like they got Down syndrome. Uh-huh. That's Dot Hack? Mew Mew Power. Don't know what that Dot is. Hack. Okay, that's one piece. That's I know Naruto. that one. <laughs> Ugh. That's, that's also the Winx Club. Yes, now I can tell by the, the eyes. Actually, <laughs> Master Splinter. Hey. Fuck yeah. Still kind of doing the Asian accent yeah. a little. That's pretty good. Oh god. Usa. <laughs> he sounds like the the teenage guy from the. That's Shaman King. Oh okay. Yeah, I don't know that one. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> How do you? Sounds like he's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just screaming. Yeah. <laughs> there they are. Oh, wow. It's seamless. Oh, look. She doesn't have a body. No. None of them do. <laughs> no, no, no. Look. The, the Umu girl. He just, the Ninja Turtles don't have any legs. Oh, oh yeah. Like, they're just cut off. And so it's Usopp. Doesn't have any legs either. Oh, man. That looks great. <laughs> oh, happy 4th of July, four kids. Oh, uh, god damn. How are you feeling? <laughs> Worse after that. Oh. What do you feel like? A bunch of Asian, like from Japanese shows. It's Japanese singing. shows, yeah, mostly Japanese <laughs> shows. Uh, Ninja Turtles, that's American. Winx yeah. Club, I think, is American. American. Okay, yeah. but other than that, that was all Japanese stuff, except those two. Yeah, because we beat them in World War Two, so they better sing the national anthem yeah, when, we when we tell them to. That actually, right. Behind the scenes of all those clips, it's yeah. just guns being. Yeah, there's just like, CIA guys back there, like Sonic and Knuckles. You better sing. fucking sing this. <laughs> that was um. Blow the, your little kid in the brains out. So because over the weekend was the Fourth of July, you know, it's the Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, um, yeah, and, you know, it was. Go, go America! We had a good time. Yeah, we had a good time. We had a great weekend. Um, we did. We did. We had friends from out of town. We had a big grill out last night. We only did. two people puked. <laughs> only two, three people. Oh yeah, two people. Just two. Yeah. Just yeah. two people. And then we uh, we went fishing on. We did Saturday. go fishing. Yeah. Caught a million. We had to call it seventy bluegill. Yeah. Thank you so for that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm the one who has to clean most of them. So. Well, you had to clean them, then we filleted them, and I was, so it was yeah. a team effort. It afterwards. was. Well, ultimately, yes. Yeah. But yeah, that was um the four kids uh cast singing. Remember four the kids? National anthem. It was, just, it was I, always the worst. You're like, oh, they're bringing this anime over. Oh no, four kids has it. It's not Genion or Viz. Like, oh god. When they when they were doing the four kids stuff, I wasn't really familiar with anime too much at that time. Mm -hmm. So I thought these were just like American shows nobody heard of. And then, but I always felt like there was something off about so, them. There sure was. was <laughs> there like, was something off about them. <laughs> tell that guy. I remember the One Piece episode where they're like, just tell that guy that it was a pop gun. After, like, shot the Marine in the head. Oh, yeah. Um, during the Zoro or that Zoro that Yeah. I don't know. I, was, yeah. I know they had, like, the squirt guns and the lollipops. And the and... weird hammer. Like the, the hammer? It was the, um, it was during the Zoro arc where he had, was holding Kobe hostage. Mm-hmm. And he had, like, instead of a gun being held up to Kobe's head, it was, like, this weird, like, hammer. He's going to hammer his head to death. He's going to hammer his head <laughs> It's a much worse way to die. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's not very threatening. I, there's um, My favorite is that one Yu-Gi-Oh clip where Yu-Gi's supposed to be surrounded by all these guys pointing guns at him. But instead, they're all just pointing, pointing their at fingers. <laughs> they're like, like, freeze. Menacingly, like, hey, hey. if you don't, you don't do what we say, 
They're Phoenix. Yeah. They're telling you to, to yeah. hold it and object. They're like Phoenix writing. Like it. if you're a kid, like, you're just like, oh, they're they're menacing because the the sure. language is telling me they're menacing. But you watch it, and you're when you're older, you're like, this is stupid. They're like why why is this guy pointing at him? Oh, that's why. Like on Toonami, um, they they wouldn't do shit. Well, they would edit stuff, but they wouldn't do anything that egregious. They no, would, they would either get rid of a scene or even an episode. In Outlaw Stars case. Uh, the biggest thing they did was they had to put digital bikinis on girls, which, like, yes. yeah, I get it. You can't yeah. show boobies to little kids. Yeah. And, or even kids coming home from school. I mean, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I would have been all about that. Even, I'd be like, hell yes, Tenshi Muyo rules. Even if they were dead, they wouldn't actually, like, they would show them, but they wouldn't actually, like, say that they were dead. They would yeah, they couldn't like, say, oh, no. I, or the, the big thing they wouldn't say is they can never say, I'm going to kill you. They would always say, I'm going to destroy you. Yes. Couldn't say kill, you had to say destroy. I'm going to destroy, which is why Frieza is obsessed with destroying Destroying things. people, yeah. Because he just he doesn't actually want to kill you, he just wants to destroy you. Yeah, which is um, different. But happy 4th of July, everybody. Happy it's happy been... day, happy a little after 4th of July. You're going to be getting this a few days after 4th of yeah, July. Yeah, well. So. You know, it's still people are still probably on. We couldn't really record a Fourth of July episode last weekend because we had to do the, the couch, couch con, con episode, which, which that out, got off the rails. Ooh, You're welcome. Oh boy. We have to do a review. <laughs> we have to re-review a book, book because, because we didn't. Did we even? Uh, so I, I only remember reviewing. My, I remember reviewing my two books, and I remember your first two. Yes. We didn't do fates at all. We like, did. I had to did, cut it all out. Oh, you had to cut the fates yeah, part out. It, okay. That's so why you, it's just unlistenable. Oh, or? it's you just keep talking about Monster Matador <laughs> instead. <laughs> And every time when I think you're talking about fates, and then you're just like, and then he fights the monsters, and then he has his little sword, and I'm like, I got that pretty is, drunk. That is might not say. what we're talking about. And then you fell on my, fell asleep on my couch for I did seven hours live. Yeah, it's great. I wasn't there for seven hours. You were there from two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. But I was I wasn't asleep the whole time. About th- four. Th- okay. I can't believe you five got, hours. I can't believe you managed to get me up and get me home. You. Kind of woke up on your own. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't you, remember. Yeah, you, after we played tic-tac-toe on your face. Yes, you guys did draw on my face. Yeah, Thank we, you. We decided you kind of woke up, you sat up, you kept talking <laughs> yeah. about Gundam. Mm-hmm. I know, you, I understand that. You tried to pee in my sink. I heard about that. Yes. I luckily did not succeed. Did not succeed. I was like, oh, he's no. not going towards the bathroom. <laughs> not, that's not the, he, you're, you were just like, I'm going to the bathroom. That's not that's the bathroom. The, that's kick. the kitchen. It's not the bathroom. That's the kitchen. And you're like, bright noah yeah i apparently yeah aj recorded some of my bright noah ramblings <laughs> it's great bright i don't noah. have a gundam review this week i should have one next week though good so. good because i know people have been asking about oh that, good so. yeah i'll, I'll yeah. start us memory i'll have um, that wrapped up next kit week. can't drink so it's me yeah this is it's not related to no. my bender from last week but i i got a little bit of the gerd the gastro yeah. something reflux disease you and know I, Doctor told me not to drink for a bit, and I was like, "All right, I can take it off for a week." I'm pretty sure what it was it was probably like the hot sauce or just something that just didn't sit. I think well. it was putting 14 so, million different horrible things in my stomach well, at once, and then letting true. it sit for hours, you didn't, letting you it ferment into a mess. You, you, I didn't puke though. You didn't puke. You didn't poop either. I don't think. So. I had a trouble pooping for a lot of the week. Oh, that's fair. finally back to normal. Good, good. Was, thank God. I was pooping weird for a while there. <laughs> I was pooping the hot sauce and. No, I normally, I normally time. don't. I normally keep the drinking pretty under control on this show, but I was uh, one. I was nervous about yes. drinking the picklebacks because I hate pickles, 
And I was like, well, if I'm drunk enough, I won't care. And that was true, but yes. I kind of overshot. And then you <laughs> drank a raw egg on. I did drink a raw too. egg, which that that's just cool though. Yeah. So I liked that. That won't kill you. But it was. All, I also was like, well, it's CouchCon. I got to put on a performance, and uh, I guess and I did that you too. Sure did. It was memorable. Dave was very yeah. happy about that. He so. he had it. We had a good time. It it definitely helped us. It helped everybody. I think everybody did some good money. I did, yeah. Money. CouchCon yeah. was great for me. Yeah. We'll be doing it again next year. So Hell it's just yeah. going to be a once-a-year thing. People are like, oh, you can just do this all the time. Like, no, no, it's got to be special. No, it's also way too, like, there's well, a lot of behind-the-scenes yeah. stuff we, that's involved We've got it, comics we so. have to make. We can't yeah. just be, like, if we could, the thing is, is we make money off of the comics at the con, but oh, can you make money doing the con? Well, not if you can't do the con. It's, right, It's yeah, a crazy balance thing. And Dave got, Dave got paid during the con, though. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. made a fuck ton of money. He did good. We all he did made, good. Now he can Anybody who was smart enough to promote themselves a lot during that weekend made money. Yes. We had some people complaining, I didn't make any money, and then we went on like their feeds and stuff, and they didn't promote themselves No, they didn't. All. And it's like, no. well, yeah, you got to you gotta be involved. We didn't make any money, but we still had people come in. We I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, out, it's, so. it, did you get people to attend? Did you make yeah. money? It's like some people didn't, though, because they were just like, well, I thought it would just happen. It's like, no. Well, no, people got to know you're there. It's, right? You know, well, you get people like that at regular conventions where I'm like, I heard this convention's great, but I didn't make any money. It's like, well, did you stare at your shoes the whole time behind your table and scowl? Yeah. Because like, I've seen people do that. I have to, yeah. Or they're just like, oh, I don't want to approach you. You look scary. Yeah, no kidding. They don't smile. They don't have anything uh, I was there was someone next to me like that at MFF and they got, that was the one that got the that weird lady that got really mad at me oh yeah because you existed yeah just anything I did just, turns out he or she I'm not sure what gender they were to be honest they were I know they were trans but one of those cases where I'm like, I don't know which direction you're going in. <laughs> they, they're just like, this guy's making money. Uh, the, the trans thing isn't really, wasn't what made them nasty. It was just that they were just not a nice yeah, person. No, well, they also, they were upset that you kept getting people at your table. Yeah, and they didn't, but they were, you know, scowling, staring at their sketchbook, didn't have any signs up, and they were... And they were like, I can't believe no one's giving me money. It's like, well, would you want to give you right. money if I you're acting like you this? Like, Screw you, buddy. I don't want to exactly. give you money at all. So yeah, CouchCon was um, yes. was an awesome success. We'll be back again next year, probably around the same time. Probably, so. yeah. That was a good. That was a good time. End of June. It's a pretty good. Yeah. Thing. Well, and we'll see how the convention. Or do it in winter where we won't sweat to death over the heat when you're streaming. Yeah. Well, it was. Cause... Well, yeah, because we couldn't turn on the AC in your living room. Yeah, no, one couldn't. Because the, the it, it picks it up and it sounds like we're in like a spaceship or something. Yes, <laughs> but I did have the little fan going, which was okay. It helped. It helped. Yeah. Which. I was very happy that nothing got picked up on that. Good, so, good. Anyway, so for the news this week. What's going um, on? Well, Marvel just gained the rights to Alien and Predator. Which is weird because it's <laughs> Alien and Predator owned by Fox, which is owned by Disney, which also owns Marvel. So now it's... Now they... What? The comic, well, the comic books were owned by Dark Horse. Yes, which Star, they used to have Star Wars comics, yes. right? Yes. So now I think I that I still have some of the Dark things. Horse uh, Star Wars comics. I think I have some of the Alien... Dark the Horse AVP comics, I, I read those when I was a kid, and I really liked them. Really? So, yeah, I thought they were they cool. Look, the art was cool. There was like this really realistic. It was yeah, it was, it was realistic. Yeah. It was gory. They were fun. I remember yeah. liking them as a kid. So if they can if they can re recapture that, that'd be great. They won't. Um, you know for a fact that what it's going to be is they're going to be Marvelized. Or I haven't gotten to read it yet, but the the 40k Marvel comics have started coming out too. I heard they're awful. I, I I'll have to read and review them because sure. that's kind of my wheelhouse. But I'm I'm sure they're terrible. Oh, I saw I, the cover and it looked like a coloring book. They yeah they they look it's that's what it's going to be with like Alien and Predators. Yeah, look like, like 
they're going to get your because I've seen how they do 40k artwork and I've seen how they've done it over the years so they had a lot of different ways they could have approached that and they made it look terrible at least the covers I haven't seen the interiors yet but but like the cover was was not good you're not going to get you know your what uh like man I'm trying to think of an artist off the top of my head right now and I just can't (laughs) Probably because it's fucking hot. Like Al- you're not gonna get Alex Ross to do the Predator they comics. Could, they could, or um, what is it? Uh, the Earthworm Jim guy, or Sean- Doug Ten Apple. We're not gonna say Doug Ten Apple, <laughs> or Sean Murphy. Mar- you know, you're not. That, well, Marvel. I mean, he's DC. Marvel but- can't pay him enough. Or- That's what he said. He's been on record saying Marvel can't afford him. Sure. So or Lemire, which would be weird if he did the artwork for Predator for 40k. Yeah. Um, but you're not going to get those quality artists to do something like that. I mean, that. you could still find newer so- guys that could have done a better job. Like true, they could have, but they got. It looks like a coloring book, and I was like, oh no, no. I'm that's what I'm worried about with the Alien versus Predator stuff. It looks gross. Um, well, plus, like it's it's Marvel doesn't do is they don't have Marvel Max, so they can't do the the gory violence. No, stuff. and I forty k and AVP are pretty rated R franchises. They're violent, and I know because that's I feel like they would fit right in with. The the uh the Marvel Max stuff they would AVP. they would because then but you could just do everything it. they're not doing it um, oh also a uh, Dark Knight Death Metal what is came that out. oh is that more uh, Dark that Knight is, Metal is that the continuation yep that's uh, Greg Capullo's and Scott Snyder's new book with oh, okay. uh, they revealed Robin King oh and oh boy does he look awful he looks that looks like oh man that, that's like, oh, he's got kind of like the Bonitis mask, though. That's kind of cool. Sure, yes. That's why, yeah, you got to sue them now. Uh, well, no, I, my, the Bonitis mask just looks like Nightwing's mask, yeah. so. Yeah. Um, this is apparently the Dark Knight's Death Metal is the sequel to Dark Knight's Metal, uh-huh. which I did not like. You weren't into that fight. one. No, no, and you can fight me on that all the way to the fucking bank. I hated it. It's awful. Um, don't know what this is about at all, but... I'm kind of interested. They're gonna keep that. going. I'm kind of interested. Well, I mean, if you didn't like the back. original, I mean, no, but they're bringing back like Jonah Hex and a lot of like the other like Blue Ted Korg's Blue Beetle and a couple okay. of other people who I'm interested in. So I'm like, okay, depending on what they do with them, I might give it a read. Um, and also, Animal Man is back. Oh, so I like cool. Animal Man a lot, um, so that's cool. Let's see. No, 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 I had news. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was uh, yes. our our. our convention no not our convention our podcast favorite person uh mags decided to try and me too sean murphy but also admitted in her me too statement about him that he didn't touch or do anything do anything to her he was just nice well yeah it's like the way that she (laughs) wrote that that makes him in a but she did say that because he was nice to me and supportive Makes him an abuser. Him it an was abuser. very. It was well, a very strange series of way, messages. The way I interpreted it, which was still stupid and insane, was because he was supposed to give her like advice, professional kind of, advancement, yeah, a professional advancement. But she's. I mean, she got a TV show and it bombed because she's not good. Well, no, like that's not. she wants all this professional advancement, but she doesn't want to put in any of the legwork. Well, she also expects it right then and there, and that's when that's what it sounded like with this tweet. Yeah, was that it was, I have. Sean Murphy gave me this advice. It didn't work right away, so he's an abuser. He's an abuser. Like, he groomed me. What the fuck like, are you talking I don't, about? I don't understand that. Like he went, she, and then some people were going after Warren Ellis as well. The Warren Ellis, yeah, and he just yeah. wrote an apology, which of course no one. Ex- it was fine apology. He didn't need to apologize for anything because sure. he was just being a rock I mean, star, like whatever. I mean. And he wrote an apology, and people were like, "That's not good enough." And then he's like, "Well, okay." And then he just moved on. Yeah. And then he I like what Sean did. He just he completely just ignored, ignored everything Mag said. He's like, "Fuck you!" Like I've got, I'm working on my 
new Kickstarter book. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to keep going with that. And then that's all he started. Because he's, he's been trying to, when people do come at him about stuff, he's been trying to reciprocate or meet people halfway, or in some cases, like, bow full tilt. It hasn't been working out for him, so I think he's just at this point like, oh, well, I tried to be nice, so right. I'm just going to ignore you well, weirdos. Because people don't... It's not worth it. People no longer, it's either my way or the highway type thing now. Yeah. And that's what I think people are getting tired of. D- DC's on. not going to get rid of him. No. So he no, makes no, him too, much, too much, money. much money. I don't understand what Mags's game is, or gain in any of this is, because it's not helping you. I think she thought she could get a big one up on one of the industry's biggest art artists, gain a bunch of clout off of it, and ride to her next Eisner nomination. But it but completely it failed. Out. Like some people on Twitter were like, "Oh my god!" and that's it. Like yep. it, it wasn't making a better comic, so well, no one cared. She, uh, a lot of people now, and she's kind of trying to fight now to get Vagrant Queens uncanceled yeah but it it was one of the lowest rated oh it was one of the lowest rated shows sci-fi ever had so nobody wants it the only three episodes aired before they moved it to like a different time slot and then canceled it yes so she she kind of seems like a good sport about it where she said i liked the experience and that's great sure but then she then a lot of people were going no it's so diverse why would sci-fi cancel it well because it's awful no one one cared we watched the trailer and i tried watching like five minutes of it and i was just like this is dumb it looked like bad like cowboy bebop or outlaw star I mean, mags visagio you need to calm the fuck down you, lady you need to practice making good stuff like one of the things that, I, that the one the most mature way of the diverse thing that i've noticed is that marvel has been going a good way with it with phase four they just announced that there's gonna be more of a diverse cast in oh, the phase okay. four of the marvel universe and everybody's kind of taking that as Okay, cool. This is going to be the way. Not shoving it down your throat. Well, that, like, all you, like, don't even like, if you if you're going to do it, just do it. Um, and this is going to make you want to pull your hair out. But the uh, the Gundam franchise has had oh my God. they have they've had hyper diverse sure. characters yeah, since yeah, like yeah, nineteen yeah. like this nineteen seventy nine, and that's never been a big deal. Like if you like, I'm right, watching yeah. Stardust Memory right now, and there's like every single kind of skin tone on every side and on the command deck well, and it's just like oh and it just but it's just, it's just there because it's like oh right they've moved on to like space and stuff right they don't care about this shit look anymore at, look at stuff like one piece they yeah. have a huge diverse cast yeah i mean some of them are american some of them are black some of them are white some of them are do they have fish. no in one piece do they have like like because he's luffy and then they all have like goofy names so luffy Usopp, frankie but like in a lot of Japanese series, you know, it'll be all Japanese name, but you look at Gundam and it's it's names even from Steven. all over the world. Steven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steven. Bright Noah. Well, that's not really there's a guy in the first in the first season, uh, Ryu Jose Jose. Like Oh, he's so Spanish? his Japanese first name Ryu, last name Jose, Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, he's like a big, big Mexican guy. Oh, of course, that sounds cool. There's I would a like to there's hang a lot of black him. characters in Stardust Memory. Uh-huh. So there you go. There's the guy in uh, Iron Blooded Orphans. Yeah, they're, the they're big, mechanic. The big black they guy. Have. Yeah, and he's wonderful. And their main guy, yeah, Mikazuki. Uh, the only thing that I can say that's name. last name August, which is like Latin. La- yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's or is it Greek? August, because it's know, named August. after August was named after a a Roman. No, it's August without a T, so it might just be a made up word. Oh, August. Well. Yeah, it's oh, not okay. Augustus. Um, oh. Well, then, yeah, it's probably made up. So. Then. You can do diversity just fine. It's not yeah, particularly difficult. Just it's not the thing is is you also don't need people to trying people to make a big it. deal about it when it's just it can be kind of a just so thing. Sure, yeah. I mean, when you if you don't talk about it in a movie and then two guys kiss, it's like okay, cool. Yeah. You don't have to write a 
three-page article about this it. This is the coolest like, gay comic that I true. made. No one cares. It's revealed is that... It good? Oh, that doesn't matter. No, it kind of does. Like, <laughs> like when they did the whole wedding thing... No, of, just no um, one wants to be talked down to or being like, look, you need to read this or you're stupid. You need to read this or you're not... You don't well, care about good? the Black Lives oh, Matter Don't movement. worry, it's, it doesn't matter if it's good. No, that, that does matter. <laughs> That's the one thing you'll always see is people... We just People just want to read a good book. They'll, they'll watch it. They don't yeah, care. Yeah, they don't care. I don't care if there's gay people no. or transgender people in my if it's a good story i don't care what there no one is gives a fuck and if it's bad then it's bad even if there's transgender people and, yeah that's and the other thing people, you can be as diverse like, as you want it's not gonna save a bad script. no it's not Doesn't sure matter. isn't i mean look at kim and kim yeah the, there you go back there's to miss visagio stuff and i still feel bad for promoting that book uh, well you know i mean i did at the job. time and you know i had to but Anyway, anyway, um, bad for, books, bad books. One whatever. other, there was one other thing in oh, the yeah? news too that I wanted to talk about. What was it? Uh, Doom Patrol still has been airing, and you need to watch it. Doom Patrol continues to air. Doom Patrol continues to air, and Star Girl has gotten worse. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, after this episode, I was like, wow. Oh. Please. Hopefully, the next episode is salvage better. Salvage it. Salvage well, you, it. You can't have. Look, you can only play. I'm a teenage girl for so long until it gets. I'm a rebellious teenager, teenage girl, un- before until it gets stale, and that's what's kind of happening. That, you have to have that character growth. Yes, right? and she's hasn't she's gotten her ass handed to her by the ISA, the Injustice Society, mm-hmm. not once, not twice, but three times. Mm-hmm. And then she did this entire spiel of, "Yeah, I understand, Pat," which is his her stripes, mm-hmm. the sidekick stripe, and he's like, "Yeah, I understand that I need to get better, and I want you to teach me." Next episode. Right back to the cocky well, attitude. That, was, that of, was my issue with Deadly Class. Remember, yeah, like, yes. these characters aren't advancing. Yep. they're stuck and not, and it's they're not even stuck in an interesting way. Right, where it's like, oh, the fact that they're stuck is why things are fucked. It's like, no, it's the whole, everything's in stasis. Start, and yeah, the biggest rule, one of my favorite rules I learned back in uh, college was in comics is every panel needs to be telling you something new yes whether it's a new plot element uh it's where they're going something new about a character and when not just new panels but whole new chapters aren't telling you anything new that's a problem. your book has a problem yes. and doom patrol consider your book needs be an better. editor with a mach- machete yes <laughs> And it's okay to do a little bit of exposition in your panels too, even if that just moves the story along. Now you don't want to overdo it though. Anything, so. any, just as long as it keeps. I mean, there's reasons to slow down, but largely err on the side of keeping things Con- going. consistent. <laughs> yeah, uh, Doom Patrol continues to can be a phenomenal show. What was uh, Roger Ebert's quote about films? He's like, a good movie is never too long. Yes. Like, yeah. So. Which is true. Um, it is. But yeah, yeah, other than that, that's in the news today. All right, um, all so right. So it's, it's a little bit slower now that everything. Well, no, been... stuff's ca- happening again. Well, we can go to the comic book store again, which we can, is nice. Yes. There's new books coming out again, which yes. is great. I think it's just I'm saying that it's slow is because everything's opening up now, so yeah. they're kind of releasing all their back catalog. Um, also, Action Lab is now back open. Oh, okay. So well. Can, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'm, but I am in talks of a couple of things okay, since this okay. morning. So oh, great, great. Hopefully, hopefully it's good things. Oh, I sure hope so. All right, you can uh, talk about that after the show, though. Sure, can't talk yeah. about that no, on I here. can't right now. Oh, but anyway, okay, okay. Um, Mr. Important Chad. Yeah, but okay. Um, do you want to go first? I got to do shots, so it's up to you. On Do you want to do the... The real quick one first? Yeah, I'll do the quick one. Right. So because it is 4th of July, we, I chose, some of the books... Well, I tried to choose all-American themed ones, and then I really fucked up with one, <laughs> but it sort of still um, works. So this one's going to be kind of quick. This is a quick one, because this, 
I sort of just came into this book on accident. It's just a single issue, 22 pages. It is Ta-Nehisi Coates' Captain America number one. Yes. Uh, I came into this because I saw the nice Alex Ross cover, and a guy was giving me and Chad a bunch of free comics, yep. and so I took this one. So I was like, oh, I like that Alex Ross cover. And then I saw it was by Mr. Coates, and I was like, oh, I remember when this was first coming out. Like, he's he's considered controversial. It's got a big American flag on the front, so I was like, all right, let's, yes. let's read this for, for today. This for, one follows Captain one. Canada. <laughs> no, it's, it's Captain America. Um, and so, like I said, it, this is a quick review because it's only 22 pages. I'll, I'll attempt to wrap my head around this and explain it. It's it's a number one, but it picks up after a bunch of stuff has happened in the Marvel oh, universe. Yeah, this so picks up after... Um, there was the whole Captain America Captain is, Hydra is Hydra thing, thing yes. but then and we swear it's really him, and then Secret oh my Empire. god, can you believe it wasn't him? That's crazy. Yeah. It was like a clone or a dinosaur or something. It, Whatever. It was a clone, yeah. A dinosaur. A dinosaur clone. <laughs> it was just a big T Rex and, and a Captain to a America. Big T Rex and Captain America shot him with a, with a gun. They couldn't tell the difference between the giant Captain America and a, or a giant T Rex in a Captain America outfit and Captain America. Yeah, it's in one of those big inflatable ones. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. But yeah, so this picks up after all that happened, and if you like didn't know about all that shit happening, you'd be like, you'd be "What so the fuck lost is this?" Yeah. this. Yeah. Even even now, uh, even me knowing that that happened, I didn't read those books, but I knew that was a thing. Yeah. Even then, reading this, I was still a little like they'd mention stuff or characters or events, and I'd be like, "I don't know what the fuck they're talking about." Um, artwork is by Leneo Francis Yu, who draws very good characters, and that's about it. There's not many backgrounds in this book. Okay. There are pages where every panel, the backgrounds are just, like... Gross. They're just uh, fill tool gradients. Oh. And uh, AJ read this as well, and he's like, Kit, these are just ugly gradients. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's driving <laughs> insane. Because uh, he can obviously draw, he just doesn't really care to draw where anything is happening which is too bad because it just makes it look like captain america is just sort of standing in weird voids all the time sure even for like the sky they don't like paint in some clouds or do even lines for it it's just like blue <laughs> like yeah so that was a little disappointing uh other than that the, the, there, are, there are some areas where there's backgrounds and they're they're fine it, it's good it's fairly functional artwork not didn't particularly wow me or anything i like the, the alex ross covers and they've got a different Alex Ross illustration on the back. Oh. Yeah, which looks like it's for something completely different because it's hmm. got a bazillion characters. And I was like, really, all this is is it's a lot of setup. There's these Russian characters. I don't know who any of them are, but they're like they're in Russia and they're getting Hydra out of Russia. And they've and there's what they're doing sort of parallels Captain America, who's going around talking to different agencies in America about like this kind of post Hydra America. And it's it's a lot of it's a lot of inner monologuing. Oh. It's not dialogue heavy, and there's there's kind of a fun action sequence early on, but most of it is Captain America trying to be like, okay, so people have this fucked up image of me now because they thought I was Hydra for a long time, but I wasn't. But I wasn't. I was a T Rex. I was a T Rex the whole time, <laughs> and now people are scared of dinosaurs. <laughs> what do I do? Oh, no. and so he's walking around thinking about like, how does he continue to be himself, live by his morals? There's some interesting stuff there. It's yeah. uh, it's not too heavily layered on. I had heard with Coates' Black Panther that it was a bit too uh, verbose. 
I'd heard that. Um, I haven't read it, but th- that's, that tends to happen when you have guys who are known. He's a he's a nonfiction prose writer. Right, yeah. And then they're like, let's have him write comic books. And it's like, whoa, that's that's fiction and not prose. A, uh, so it was a, it was an odd thing. I mean, I get why they did it, because he was a hot commodity. It's like, oh, let's have him write Black Panther. That could be interesting. And I haven't read it. Apparently, some people say it's great. Some people say it's awful. I was like, all right, let's see how he does with Captain America. It could be something. It's interesting. I, I kind of liked some of the inner monologues. I like the fact that Steve Rogers is is thinking about all this stuff yeah. in here. He's He comes off as fairly well-rounded and thoughtful. Um, and the other characters are all trying to do their own thing, too, while, you know, they're all related to Steve, and they're like, uh, his girlfriend, you know, the, the, old, the old lady one, she shows up. Oh, uh, Peggy? Peggy, yeah, she's in there, and it's a lot of different characters all kind of trying to be like, all right, cap. Some people are trying to get cap to do things for their interests. He knows he, he, he knows he is a propaganda and political tool to some people. Right. And he doesn't want to be that. He just wants to do the right thing, but he also recognizes that he has to play this game. And I'm like, okay, that's a thoughtful, interesting thing to do with captain America. And it ends on an interesting note with meanwhile in Russia, the people taking back, their country from hydra they're like executing people in the oh, town square and it's like oh okay well <laughs> i mean guess that's one guess way i'm happy i'm happier to be in america i guess well congrats i'm not really like a member of hydra so i guess i wouldn't be that unlucky but you know no you're not a member of hydra. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah there's there's potential here i always have trouble figuring out if i'm gonna like a book or not based on just a monthly because it's, it's yeah. it feels like a, just a taste it's like well, a, the the run of that is out I figured, right, yeah. I figured, but I happened to have this one. It seemed uh, interesting, interesting, and it was America themed. So sure. ah, I can quickly get this in because one of my other books is very, very dense for yes. this week. So we'll get to that one. But yeah, I could see this developing into something. Uh, okay. Maybe, maybe I'll read the rest if I if if it happens to fall into my lap. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Maybe that's something I can consider picking up for you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, or if I you want to get it for yourself, it. Sure, I'll read it. Yeah, we could do it like with Snagglepuss, where we both read it We're and be like, it. "All yeah. right, what'd you think?" So. That so yeah, there you a, go. Potential there. Potential there. That was. Uh, was Neil Francis, you get some backgrounds in there, you, you dummy. Fucking do it. Oh shit. What's wrong? One moment. We're not recording. No, I'm. Yes, we are recording. <laughs> Come That's on. not what I'm looking for. Um. So. Don't delete it on accident. I can. I can when do that happen. More. I can do it better. I think. If do, I do what? It. What are you doing? There oh, you're pulling up your. I'm oh, pulling you didn't up my your, you didn't have your notes. No, I didn't. Okay, you so, goober, Chad. Yeah. Well, I had to restart this computer and do a couple things. Oh, okay. So mine, my first, my second comic is going to be a, an American themed one. This one, I could probably spin it. Do your shot. Yes. Okay, I will. Um, habanero, caramel. You just gotta cream. do it. Just, just grab one, man. You know what? I'll save the. There you go. Which one was that? Whipped cream. Whipped cream. Oh, that's the that's the least bad of yeah. the ones you've got. Well, Ooh. the crack. Well, I guess the the habanero one's good. It's just like intense. How dare AJ say that picklebacks are better than crack and rum? Oh, he really hates crack and rum. I now? guess so. Oh, I like crack and rum. I do too. So it's my okay, favorite. More than fucking picklebacks. This stuff gave me a st- so oh, my I, stomach was killing me the day after that. It oh. Sure was. Um, but my all right. So the book that I'm doing, and I'll keep this. Actually, this one's gonna be pretty quick too oh okay. there's nothing really too much to say, say about this, this book this looks like a decently sized book it is yeah there's two volumes of this it's dial h for a hero by sam humphreys if anybody's familiar with sam humphreys he is writing the new harley quinn stuff after oh, paul Laody okay. and amanda connor um then it's also wonder comics yes that is um brian michael bendis's um dc print run oh, okay and it's um, got who's, who's this guy that is uh, miguel 
um, Montez. It has the most generic Mexican name ever. Okay. Uh, he is, when he was 10 years old, um, oh, and this is also by uh, artist Joe Quinos. Joe Quinones. Quinones. Um, he did Howard the Duck and Spectacular Spider-Man are two ones that he's also has for. Art- um, Arist Dane, Scott Hanna, Tom Fowler, and Mike Allred. Yes, um, which is Jordan the Mike Gibson, Allred stuff is Arist, really good. <laughs> colorist yeah. Jordan Gibson, Aris Dane, and Joe Quinones again. Yes. Um, Dave Sharp is letterer. When the, Every time when a hero is put onto this, it's drawn in a different art style, which I think is pretty cool. I, I've seen some um, of that, yeah. Oh, so you look, got the Dragon Balls. That looks Dragon very Akira Toriyama. Yeah. It's, that, it, it is Akira. Jobu, is. the Donkey King? Yes. Oh, wow. It looks like yep. when they even did the coloring for Dragon Ball. Yep. Um, so this one follows Oh, they Miguel. even did the limited color palette. That's a, this because when they, oh uh-huh. my God, that's so cool. It's cool. It's a, it's a fun, it's a fun, it's a fun read. Um, so when Miguel Montez, he was 10 years old, um, Superman saved his life. And since then he has been trying to re- relive the thrill of, I guess, being saved by Superman. He has a weird Superman fetish. Oh yeah. That um, is kind of like like a psychosexual thing. Yes. Um, oh, and this is very Rob Liefeld looking here. Yes. Like, that's fun. Um, I am Monster Truck. <laughs> yeah, um, so he's a super villain. That, actually, this is more like early Greg Capullo, Todd McFarlane. Yeah. You know, with the yeah. big... Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Um, but he ends up um, not being able to live his Daredevil lifestyle. Miguel starts working in his uncle's mayo-themed oh food truck. Yeah, that's cool. That's um uh, like a Sin, Cilla, Sin City style. Yeah, I mean art. it looks very yeah, it looks just like Frank Miller in yeah. Sin City. Um he starts working in his uncle's food truck that like deep fries mayo. Oh, gross. Yeah. Um Miguel uh fi- discovers a mysterious rodeo phone or rotary phone, not rodeo phone. That A rodeo computer. phone. Yes. I can only call rodeos. <laughs> yes. Uh, Miguel answers the phone and the magical entity known as the operator on the other end. Uh, informs Miguel that he must protect the phone with his life from the mysterious Thunderbolt Club, which is all people who use the dial once and now it became like a drug addiction. So it's all these people going after him. Trying to be an that's Alex a, Ross, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Well, that's a that's like a nod to Kingdom Come. Yes, yes it looks yes. just like one of the panels. Um, so Miguel is trying is does takes a cross country trip with his new friend Summer to deliver the phone to guess who? Superman. Um, all Super while trying dialing, yes, yeah, dude. The Alex Ross likes that's that's a pretty it's good pretty Alex impressive. Ross impression. Yeah, um, all while dial- dialing hero to change into different heroes to fight the Thunderbolt Club. Um, it's kind of like a Ben Ten thing. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Dial H was orig- is from like the sixties. He looks like nineteen sixty six a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but give him green instead of yellow. In nineteen ninety six, there was um Robbie Reed was the original holder of it and he oh, was a the, member of the magic of, rotary phone. yes um but it was originally just a dial this kid pick it up and he was like what the fuck is this yes, he does. <laughs> like because yes. he, he, he still only used to cell phones <laughs> yes how do well, you do this well that's what it was kind of funny with this too is that he pays uh when he finds it he's falling off of a cliff and it's just falling with him oh and he's like what the fuck is this oh it's the last thing i'm gonna um, see this is a really great read okay um for anybody who is not familiar with dial h but really wants to get into it this, this is a good, good introduction. Point. This is also a very good comic book if you want something. I, sh- I should have mentioned that with my Captain America. Not a good starting point. Not a good point. <laughs> starting point of Captain America. Be, no, Reed so Reborn. Well. Okay, so, there you go. Yeah, that's a good starting point. Um, this is cr- complete, really easy to pick up. You're not lost, even though it okay. looks like very complicated while you're looking through it. Yeah, there's a lot you're going like, on. Yes, it's, there is. It's kinetic. But it's, it's crazy. very careful with explaining exactly what's going on when this shit hits the fan. Okay. They're like... 
oh shit, he turned into the Donkey King. Well, why did he? Well, it's because it's a hero that it was was never was and may never be seen again oh. in our world. So, and then he starts fighting and it explains the origin story. And then it goes back to your regular Miguel run because then he turns back. Oh, the king of everything. the burrows. <laughs> yeah. Um, my problem with this book is that when it gets weird, there are some points at the end where you're kind of like, okay, this is getting too aware of itself. S- stuff can get too yeah. self-aware to the point where you're like, I, I, that was what sex criminals did. Yeah. And it got to, I was like, shut up. Just tell me Just, the story. Yes. I was like, look, I don't care about this. And I won't spoil it because it is kind of a big spoiler with it. Um, but there is, a, after you get to it, you're like, okay, I, I get it. Like, this is becoming more, like, this is becoming more goofy. Um, I think that this book is great if you want to learn about different superheroes and just see the creativity of what these people can make. Like Monster Truck. Yeah, that was great. Or the fucking Ice Cream Martian Manhunter, who's later on in it. Mm, He is connected to the ice universe ice cream world Sounds like this place my husband would like to visit dude it's fucking incredible he shoots out shorbit out of his sherbet. hands sherbert out of his hands and then gelato and all kinds of other stuff out of his hands it's great i love it so good um, and this looks like it's also it doesn't say it on the side but it is volume one it says on the it's back vo- yes the new thing with dc now it's on the back um it's annoying it kind of is uh, but there's two volumes and then he actually appears in young justice so if anybody wants to pick up where he left off he appears later on in the young justice comic I don't is he like to be Vermin this. Supreme here. He's got like a, oh, that's not a that's boot. Captain Damn. Thunderbolt. Damn it, I thought he had a boot on his. No, that's like, Hatemonger. Hell yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> I wish it was Hatemonger. Um, my other thing with this book is that I didn't like it as much as I liked the New Fifty Two run of Dial of, H. Of Dial H. Okay. Dial H New Fifty Two was about borderline psychopath heroes that he would dial. Oh. Instead, and it was like really creepy and fuck up your head. He real was like, fast. well, that's what it was about. Is like. Every time he would dial a hero, and he found it in a phone booth, which was actually kind of more fun too, um, was uh, Nelson Gent would lose a piece of himself. So he would start thinking that he was Boy Chimney, The Window, Balloon Man, like all these other heroes that he would pull out. The Window. Yeah. He beats you with a window. The Window Um, Licker. So it's just also. uh, Also, Miguel sucks as a character. He is one of the oh, most really? annoying oh. little shits I have ever read. Is in a he book. always the Dial H? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, no, Summer takes over too. Oh, okay. So but yeah, so the past, they switch back and in forth. In the past, yeah. has it been Miguel or? No, uh, it was J- Nel- Nelson Gent, which I'm familiar with, and then um, uh, Robbie Reed. Okay. Um, was the original guy. Okay. And there were a couple other people in between that, but I don't think they actually ever got like full series. Okay, I gotcha. Runs. I they just appeared throughout. Um, Miguel sucks because. He starts off with wanting to be like this daredevil, live on the edge style character, and then he gets this phone and he just goes, "Well, fuck, I don't want to do this." So oh. it was just kind of like a big one eighty, and I'm like, "Bro, he seemed like the kind just, of character who'd be into it." Yeah, like because that's how they set him up, where he yeah. just wanted the adventure, he wanted to be the cool like Superman. Now yeah. he is, and you're just like, "Oh." Um, but Dial H, if you want a good starter comic, this is great. Um, I think if you want something where you're interested in learning about all the different creative superheroes this is cool but i still recommend reading the new 52 one as well if you just want a batshit insane story okay like so 
pick this one up if you want to, if you want a good starter if comic. If anything, just flipping but, through it, the, the art's very impressive. Yes, like, yeah. What those um, artists are able to pull off yes. and, like, working in different styles well, throughout, even, like, in within the same panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it, it might be it might be worth it to some people just for that because that is intru- just yeah that's very surface like just to level, see different but, but even me just flipping through it I was like oh wow this yes. is this is cool well you this can blend neat. and it's just cool that how it all blends together too so yeah, you or have, even how it doesn't like it's like you can see like each character on a panel will be drawn differently and you're like whoa, whoa that's crazy like um what was it uh Lolo kick your uh kick you which is one of the one punk girl oh, yeah. where she's with the Mike Aldridge drawing. Yeah, that's girl. cool. That was really cool because it was like, oh, and then the donkey guy was. No, they got with... a panel where they're all they're all there, and it looks it's like bizarre looking. Sure is. It is neat. It? <laughs> this is a weird comic. Yeah, no, it's 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 impressive in its own weird way, man. Yeah, uh, but all right, so that was. Yeah, here's, here's the panel. This this one right here. Look at all that. They're oh yeah, all, it's creepy. All drawn isn't it? differently. <laughs> that's nuts. <laughs> I like it. That shit had to take forever. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, we got a lot of books, don't we? We did. We, we do. do. Um, we all we do we do oh one though. We got to do fates. Yeah, we'll do we'll do so, fates last. Yes. Uh, but all right. So Kit, my turn. My yes. Turn. All right. So this is this is my other America themed book, and I I wanted to reread this book because of the news lately. Um. But I'm gonna, and this—it'll take me more than just this week to to re-review this book because there are twelve volumes, and I'm gonna reread all of it because it's been a while since I've read the whole thing. But I wanted to talk about Brian Woods DMZ. Which, if anybody knows, Brian Wood tends to pop up on our podcast pretty frequently. I because I really like Brian. Starve. Um, that other one that you reviewed, Bridgeland, 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 and then Starve. And then there was a couple of others, but anyway, uh, I've read the so. massive and I, and the and its uh, prequel series. I I, didn't, I haven't reviewed them on this. I think I did Rebels, which was his little one-off series about. Uh, Re- you didn't do Rebels on here. I thought I did with a little Revolutionary War one. I think I did. It was very brief. Okay, then maybe you did. I probably did. There's I, a lot of alcohol involved. <laughs> there always is. So, but this is this was what got me into Brian Wood books was DMZ, which was originally published in 2006 by Vertigo. It's written by, obviously, Mr. Wood and illustrated by Ricardo Bercielli for almost the entirety of the 12 volumes. Is it? There's a brief interlude where it's like little one, one-off shorts where Bercielli took a took a break and different fill-in artists do sure. these one issues and then he's back to finish the series. Um, colorist is Jeremy Cox, who does a fantastic job. I actually do want to point out the colorist is great. And letter is Jared K. Fletcher, and, and Brian then, Wood does. Uh, he does the all the covers. Really? And he does certain interior. I didn't know page. he does. I didn't know he does art too. He does. If you ever read his thing, um, that he did, I have it. It's not. Is it zero? Channel. I think Channel Zero is it. Oh, I know that. Yeah, he yeah. does all the art for that. Not to be confused with the sci-fi show Channel Zero. Oh, that's probably so, completely different. Yes, it is. No, but there's so DMZ. Let me let me do a quick plot summary, and then I'll explain how some of the art works and what I, what I think of it. Um, I started reading this in college, and then finished it shortly after college. Okay. So it's been a long time. Welcome to America's second civil war. That's why I chose to bring it in because oh. everybody keeps talking about that. Oh, we're we're on the verge of another civil war. And I was like, how accurate was Brian Woods? How accurate that? was yes? I was like, oh man, this is my, ooh, this, my is next, long, this is a little uncomfortable. The comic that I'm going to review too is a lot like that too. Okay, where you're like, oh, but here, just just listen to this plot summary with over. With overseas wars bogging down the Army and National Guard, the U.S. government mistakenly neglects the very real threat of anti-establishment militias scattered across the United States. That sounds familiar. Yeah, see? <laughs> right? Like, this was 2006, everybody. <laughs> yeah. this, was, this, was, this was the end of the Bush era. 
Uh, and it was published into the Obama era. So there, like a sleeping giant, Middle America rises up and violently pushes its way to the shining seas, sparking a second American Civil War, coming to a standstill at the line in the sand, Manhattan, or as the world knows now knows it, the DMZ, demilitarized zone. For those not in the know, that sounds like a Manhattan thing. <laughs> Maddie Roth, a naive aspiring photojournalist, lands a dream gig following a veteran war correspondent into the heart of the DMZ. But things soon go terribly wrong, and Maddie finds himself lost and, lost and alone in a world he's only seen on television. There he is faced with a choice, try to find a way off the island, or make his career with an assignment most journalists would kill for. But can he survive in this savage war zone long enough to report the truth? Hmm. So that's that's the basic premise. Um, I don't believe you've read DMZ. I've not read okay, DMZ, not. but I am familiar with it. Okay. It's a really great premise. This this naive, yeah. He, he it's in the first issue. He lands there with this this veteran photojournalist who's a total asshole, and they're they're getting off the helicopter. They get attacked by you don't really know who. Right. You're not sure yeah. if because there's there's people in the DMZ. There's the the Free Army, which is the the people who rose up, and then there's the United States Army, and someone attacks them. You have no idea who, mm-hmm. but they everybody gets fucking killed except Maddie. Even the the jackass like veteran journalist, which you're not too upset about because right, right. he was awful. And now Maddie's like, "Well, I got all this equipment, and I could tell the story of a lifetime." So he starts to try to do that, and he meets all these characters and people and places in the DMZ, and like he's only seen the propaganda version, right. what they want you to see on TV, and that's all he knows. And he starts to learn that it's much more complicated and nuanced than that. Um, the other major character is a girl named Z, who is a basically a field medic in the DMZ. She doesn't work for either side. She just finds injured people and tries to help them. Right. That is what she does. Like all field medics. Well, sort of. Uh, she's like I said, she's not like an army person. She's just right. she was someone who was in. She apparently she was in training to be a doctor, but then uh, Manhattan got was turned into a war zone. So here she is. And it's the first couple issues are Maddie just kind of slowly figuring out like, oh, this is very different than what I've seen on television. Oh, but I still want to cover this. And then he starts to try and make deals with the different right. networks. Um, and they're not necessarily interested in his stories. He's like, oh, no, we want to see this stuff or we're only going to show this. And he's like, well, that's not real. And he's right. like, like well, we don't care. <laughs> he's like, oh, that's not good. And it ends on there's a short story about these snipers that have taken over um Central Park called the Ghosts, and that's pretty interest. That's a pretty interesting little one-off. And then it ends because you have you've seen you've seen a uh, the American military because that's who escorted him into right into the DMZ initially, and it's who he talks with. Though when they get attacked, it could be that the American military attacked him just as like oh we don't know. But like I said, you don't see, and I forget if you ever find out or not. But it almost doesn't matter. And it, the, the the this first volume ends with Maddie meeting the Free Army, their side of the demilitarized sure. zone for the first time, and it's like, oh, okay, because you haven't really seen them much. You just know you just know about them from right. the news broadcasts. Um, so that's the basic premise. It's very well written. It's smart, and even just reading that back, I'm sure a lot of people listening are like, oh, this all sounds real familiar. Right. Like, oh, like, this oh. is like still stuff that feels like it could happen, or and oh, that feels it has happened. It's yeah, it feels it's for a book that came out 15 years ago almost. It still feels very timely. So, and it doesn't feel like it's taking particular pot shots at anybody's politics. Right. It's more just like, hey, 
your politics or the people that purvey them to you on television or even now, I guess, YouTube, they're probably lying to you. Well, well no shit. Uh, that's that's basically what it's saying, and also, it shows the different ways they do that. What's up? You also probably you probably shouldn't be believing every YouTube. No, you definitely should there. not. This was no. kind of before YouTube news was much of a thing, but it it, it still applies because there's now on the ground YouTube journalists, etc. Yes, which that's neat, but they're not all they're not all real. Um. Going further into it, so the writing, Brian Wood managed has managed to keep him his, his finger on the pulse of something I think a lot of people would find relatable or could find some meaning or enjoyment mm-hmm. in. It, it it is action packed. It is it's tense. Mm-hmm. Maddie is a very he's just like a kid. He's just like a guy right out of college. He's very vulnerable. He gets into these very tense situations. Uh, Brian Wood knows a lot about mil- how the military operates. So when Matt is ingrained it with troops they act and talk like soldiers would oh oh yeah oh yeah and ricardo bercielli's artwork is fan fucking tastic like character artwork is great the characters wear lots of layers of clothes and are striking you can always tell who's who and who's talking to what you can always tell where things are and he draws the fuck out of new new york city there are so many backgrounds in this book it's oh my god it's a treat huh and he draws the fuck out of this book for 12 fucking volumes. Yeah, you see, like, every panel yeah, just, is just details and tech and vehicles and wreckage dude, and buildings. Dude, this book just looks insane. And then the parts, Brian Wood does some of the pages, though. And those pages are when they're, it'll have little breaks where it'll be the news broadcast. See, like, oh. Is, yeah, that's all Brian Wood's artwork. And that's that'll be, like, what That's the, pretty cool. So you can tell when there's a news broadcast that's part of the story because it'll be drawn differently. And it works so well. Huh. And it's how he did stuff in Channel Zero and Demo. What, no, Demo was Becky Cloonan, but I think he did some interiors there as well. Um Looking for the next Why the Last Man? Yeah, this, I, I mm. actually think I kind of like this better, sure. ultimately. Uh, I think also it's colored in a similar fashion to Why the Last Man, but it's a, a little more rich and vibrant than yeah. I think it needs to be to convey the, the character of the DMZ that they're in. So even uh, over 10 years later reading this again, I'm still floored. It's still great. I, I can't wait to read the rest of it all over again. Okay. And I'll keep bringing it in and telling my thoughts as it goes. I kind of want to hear more. I'm, I'm very interested. You bet. You bet, man. So, no, I loved it back in the day. Especially when it's scary about how it's, accurate yeah, some comics can be. a little like, ooh, could this happen? Oh, this feels like it really could happen now. Like ooh, the, ooh, well, the chess thing kind of happened. That was pretty Yeah, that's a, that, was like, that. that was like mini DMZ. Yeah, hmm? you're like, oh, that's a new thing. Well, you um, see those militias popping up like we had one we've had them pop them in michigan oh yeah 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 the uh they're around man. yeah it's just it's scary dude it's yeah we're living so right if you now. want to scare the shit out of yourself no, read, read dmz this. i would say i would actually honestly say read it because you'll feel you'll feel informed you'll feel smart you'll you'll be entertained it is entertaining but it's it's like a smart entertainment sure. it's not just like duh here's your now, politics being fed to you with cool pictures Briglin, do you like this or Briggsland more um i don't know because Briggsland i have not finished because it's not done yet right, right and i i always judge things based on their ending because i've been rick remendered too many times now <laughs> Deadly class. Yeah, ooh, it got me good. And, and Black Science, Black Science. The terrible ending. Like, oh, I, I came in strong on these. And, and oh, yeah. I can't. Oh, they're not holding up. I'm sorry. It's okay. DMZ, though, Brian Wood tends to end things pretty great. He's a smart writer. I love him. And DMZ is still good. Read it. If All you right. haven't already, reread it. If you need something <laughs> that still manages to be. It's still better than most political comics sure. coming out now. Brian Wood knows how to write. Well, it's not. 
it doesn't seem preachy. That's the thing is he knows how to not be preachy and he knows how to write like political bad guys that don't just sure. come off as cartoons. Well, great. Cause I'm going to tell you about a preachy comic. Oh <laughs> boy. Right? So this is a book that probably nobody has ever heard of. It is an, Eisner I have heard of it book. You have. Yes. But that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Is this Eisner is, nominated? It is an Eisner nominated it book. It did not. Okay, Vertigo. Um, pr- it's by Vertigo. It is uh, the writer is Steve Darnall, which this is his. He did another book called Marvel with Alex Ross. As oh, well. Marvels. Marvels. That was yes. like Alex Ross's yeah. big breakout thing. Yes, this was after that. Okay, that they teamed up, and this is by Steve Darnall and Alex Ross. Obviously, Alex Ross does the art, and then Dave Stewart does. He the does. Coloring. This is one of those. Uh-huh. This is one of those rare cases where uh, Alex Ross does the interiors. Yes, that's worth noting because um, covers are nice, but man, when Alex Ross does interiors, that's a big deal. Yes, when Kingdom Come, he also did the interiors. Yes, so that's a injustice. He did that, right? He he did the coloring. Someone else oh, okay. did the pencils. Um. So. This book is called Uncle Sam or US. If you find this book, it's a two 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 uh two issue miniseries bounded into this deluxe hardback edition. Okay. Um, if you find them and it's called US originally, but this is just called Uncle Sam. Yeah. This is this follows Uncle Sam um is the story of a homeless man who looks like Uncle Sam um who is stumbling and screaming like a madman about America. Um, the city is unknown. They don't tell you what American city is. is. It's New York. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure. But uh, the Uncle Sam has no clue who he is or why he's having these strange hallucinations of different points in American history oh. where we are being very awful in order to build America. Like the slaughtering of the Indians. Sure, yeah. The, well, that's history for the, you, um, man. This, the uh, Revolutionary War with um, Betsy Ross. Yeah. Um, with... With Betsy Ross, the Revolutionary War? Well, she was, I think she sold the American flag, right? Is that her? During the Revolutionary War? I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, so she's there, and I got to do my shot. Oh, yeah, but... there you go. Do one for Uncle Sam, will you? God bless America. <laughs> that goddamn caramel bullshit. Oh, yeah. Um, there you go. He's having hallucinations of the Civil Rights Movement with lynchings and hangings and everything. Um, the slaughtering of the Indians, the Civil War, the Revolutionary War, and, and so on and so forth. Um and it, he is great. He is greeted by different icons from those. That's um, the American history. And when, when never, did this come out? Nineteen ninety-seven. This was ninety-seven. Oh yes. wow! Okay, so this is um, twenty-three this years ago. Yeah, and Alex Ross still holds up. Oh like, yeah! Goddamn! Oh, yeah. The fucker can paint. Yeah. Um. This shows that United. This book essentially is showing each icon is showing Uncle Sam that the United States has always been a shit show, and that people believe that it's perfect. Okay, sure. This well, is, that's kind of what Preacher was about. Yes. Well, P- Preacher was at least fun. Okay. This is not fun. Oh, okay. Really? This is very preachy. Um, it's very hard for me to review this because all it is is an, it's a reflection into America, how America is today, where the country is being built and built on lies and greed of the 1%. Mm-hmm. So it's him, like, it's him going around and sa- thinking... Oh, America's perfect. It's wonderful. I don't know who I am, but I just know that there's something wrong with America. But I don't understand what, but I know that we're perfect. Okay. Like, it, this book is insane, dude. Um, the It also gives you a, an insight of where politicians will say anything we want to hear in order to gain their trust and support. 
Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, know with politicians I'm gonna, lie, sure. Yeah, I'm going to do my best, like I said, with Uncle Sam. It's okay. so weird. So it's um, not... Very, well, it sounds kind of... sounds almost like a fever dream. Gee. Like, is there is there a plot or a through line? Or it's just Uncle Sam going through... The way I, I can sum this up is, did you ever see A Christmas Carol? Of course. With that... Yeah. That's what this is. Okay. Is he's going to different time periods of America and they're saying, yeah, you thought America was perfect, but they're not. Okay. They just ignore everything and then say it's fixed. Like racism is one sure. of the things well, in this. And this, maybe this so. was, this was probably in comics. This was probably pretty striking stuff in 1997. Mm-hmm. Um, now that this probably feels like, yeah, we all know it's, it's history. This stuff. Yes. I mean, it looks like it's gorgeously illustrated, but without, I don't know. Maybe it's for some. I don't know. Hmm. This book is. I, I feel weird, like I have to read it myself. Like you would have to read this. This is this um, is a this is an odd one. Yeah, it's because you're everything in this book you're already aware of. Like racism is still a thing in here. Yeah, is that going to surprise with, anybody? Like, right, oh my like, god, what? I feel like this book is too familiar and on the nose with everything going on. Like the politicians ob- giving the speech. A little too obvious. Yeah. Well, with one with one of the scenes in here that I actually did like, I thought it was cool. Is that the um the governor or the guy who's running for governor is giving a speech and standing up? Well, all these people can hear the and then we're gonna you know abolish slavery and just whatever else. Let me mm-hmm. use an example. But really, what they're hearing is you're a bunch of idiots and you will always do what I say. And Uncle Sam can hear that instead. Okay, so that well, that's like to. right out of They Live. Yeah, if, where he's like I've never a, seen that. Oh, you never seen that movie? I don't think so. That's no. a fun movie. Okay. Like it's it's fun political. It, that's fun political commentary. It's a little like. Like it's very on the nose, yeah. but it's it has so much fun along the way um, that it's it's hard not to enjoy. It's kind. This book is kind of cool to watch Uncle Sam learn that America is just garbage, with okay. the way they've solved everything. Mm-hmm. So one of the plots in here is that when the guy, um, one of the black guy that he's talking to in it, he goes, yeah, I know, I saw Uncle him. Sam goes, but I freed you, and he goes, Oh, did you? You mean me being able to walk into the back of a hotel to enter into it? Yeah. Being stabbed randomly and then everybody ignoring me when that happens? Yeah, that's free. You didn't free me. Okay. So there's that scene, which I thought was kind of cool, where it kind of symbolized that we as Americans just ignore stuff and then call it fixed. Mm-hmm. So that's an, that's something that's going on right now, too. Um, but this is just a Christmas carol with Uncle Sam. <laughs> Where he's See, been that's, visited. That does sound kind of interesting. It is, but it's just it's really hard for me to review, and it's hard for me to say if I liked it or not because it's stuff that I'm just not surprised with nowadays. Sure. Because I'm like, okay, I get it. Politicians lie. I already know that. Look at the person in office right now. Like, look at well, and like you know, DMZ so has just, all, a lot of that familiar. It's like, oh, it's yeah. about lying politicians, but it's wrapped up in a. It's a very entertaining and engaging story. With no, this good is characters. very straightforward with it. Okay. Um, Alex Ross is great with this. Um, the, Obviously, the yeah. best thing that the one thing that I thought was interesting that I found that it almost destroyed Alex Ross's and Steve Darnell's careers. Why is that? Because it didn't sell very well. Oh, yeah, and this was a lot of work, Yes, obviously. and nobody bought it, so Steve Darnell never did a comic after this. <laughs> but he's Neither doing... did Alex Ross. He faded, no, he's faded in obscurity. Just, no, who the hell's Alex Ross? No one. Some, is he... some idiot who decided to paint comics. <laughs> um, Why would you do that? Steve Darnell's doing fine. He's doing um, nostalgia... nostalgia... 
Yeah. Nostalgia critic. Nostalgia, yes. He's Nostalgia the... uh, Digest, which is a magazine. Oh, okay. Um, right now. Oh, and those are popular. Alex Ross is doing the My Little Pony comics right yeah. now. <laughs> you know, oh, looks so weird. Yeah. So I don't think that's <laughs> actually like, true. really realistic horses. Yeah, <laughs> I think that what happened was is that they did this book together. They said, okay, we're done. And then Steve Darnell just said, I don't want to do comics anymore. And Alex, and Alex Ross kept, because just... people pay buku bucks for his Yes, so then stuff, he just so. continued doing covers and other stuff uh, throughout the day. Uncle Sam is weird. I don't know who or why I would recommend this book. Okay. I think you might want to read this and give your opinion I'll give it a it. look. Yeah, yeah. I can give it a look. But like I said, it's a very on the nose and very obvious on what's going on today. Okay. And I, I tend to hate the really obvious political yeah. stuff. Well, it can be obvious if... Well, if it's the, done, if it's fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or even okay. if it like tries to be more aware or makes fun of itself. There's a lot of ways. To, to there's a it. lot of ways to do it so, right. There's even more ways to do it wrong. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give this, us a look see Lou. This is probably in the middle. I do think the positive things that I can say about it was the fact that Uncle Sam kind of learning that America is not perfect and all the bullying that we did throughout the days of where one when the Indians giving a speech, he's like, we were young. We we broke your promises, but they can still be restored. He's like, yeah, you gave us four hundred promises, and the only promise that you made was you'll take our land. Mm, yeah. And I was like, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. We now they got that. casinos so, though. Yeah, they did. They, they did. Roll it and alcoholism. So yeah, and we didn't give it. Well, they also got tear gas and sprayed with fire hoses during the. That was well. That was more black people's pipe- thing. Well, that was the Keystone, the pipeline. Oh, did that happen? Yeah, recently. Yeah, it was. Two, three years ago. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that one. Oh, well, anyway. <laughs> can't watch um, all the news. Yeah. No, you can't. But that's why I stopped going onto Facebook now, because all it's doing is making me upset. Oh, well, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is just A Christmas Carol with Uncle Sam. Interesting. <laughs> that, is, that is my, all my right, review well, I'll see that. what I, I'll see what I think. Um, I'll see if I can fit it in for next week or something. So, all right, Kit, your next this, one? Yes. This I'm is, not sure. This is a big book. Big boy. Yeah, this one is um, one of our uh, the other people who we really, really like. Yes, um, one of my favorites. So. Is Dave Stewart <laughs> and the Luna Brothers. No, no, this is not a Dave Stewart. Well, he might have done some colors, but I don't I don't think he's the colorist on this. No, no it's he didn't. Daniel Valzo is our colorist. But I want to talk about, I have been meaning to read this book for forever. It initially came out in, I think, that 1994. Oh, um, and this first volume covers issues one through twelve of *The Invisibles* by Grant Morrison. But is uh, it? Is it? It is by Grant Morrison. Is this book invisible? No, it's it's oh. anything but. <laughs> <laughs> With art art by there's a bunch of different artists. They change a bunch. Uh, Steve Uell, Jill Thompson, who's still around. I oh hell yeah! Dennis no, Kramer, dude, Jill Thompson, Chris does... West, yeah, Chris Weston, John Ridgway, Steve Parkhouse, Duncan Figueredo. She does *Scary Godmother*. Jill Thompson. Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. Uh, letterists and Wonder Woman. Clem Robbins and Annie Parkhouse uh, with some really, really amazing original series covers by Sean Phillips. Apparently some are by Ryan Hughes, but I mostly noticed the Phillips ones. He does most of them. And the cover collection art is by Brian Boland. Which is a pretty cool cover. Yeah, well, Brian Boland's great. Uh, he's, you know, he's one this of the This book better. looks definitely, this is from Vertigo as well. This was a 90s Vertigo we do, title. We do a lot of Vertigo stuff on here. Well, they had a lot of good stuff they back did, when they were yes. in their heyday. They had, a, they had a really good 15, 20 years. You also can go, you can, there's, you can find like, what, two walls of just Vertigo titles. Oh, yeah. You go into comic book shops. You can go into my house. So, <laughs> mine too. I think I have more Vertigo stuff than I have anything else. Oh, this isn't a racist book. Anyway. It's not. It's not. Anyway, no. so what's Invisibles? It's, God, it's, so Morrison is known for writing 
I guess if you want to use really dumb terms like trippy, psychedelic yeah, stuff. Yeah, abstract. Stuff. I would say surrealist, um, reality-defying books, and even reality-defining. So The Invisibles, this first book is 24 chapters. It's very densely it's layered. huge. Yeah, and there's, there's four of these collections. I'm going to get them all and read it, I think. Uh, so this first volume, it, like the back doesn't even really tell you any of the characters or what it's about. It kind of tells you what it's about. It's it's about basically two sides of a reality bending war, and it's people who stand for like uh, freedom, individual liberty, individualism, that kind of stuff. And then there's people who stand for conformity, essentially, who wants you to just say yes or no, good, bad, black and white. And the main it's a bunch of weird people. Versus, a bunch of versus a bunch of men in suits. Yeah, that's probably yeah, a bunch of just people who want to be themselves versus men in suits who want to control everybody. Sure. It's it's control versus freedom. Essentially, it's like the broadest strokes sure. of it, but it's it's told in a much crazier way cuz that's what Morrison likes to do. It follows a kid named Dane McGowan. What's that? What are you looking at? No, just the whole guillotine head. Oh thing. yeah, the French like, Revolution part. Shit. It also takes place all across like time and reality because they time travel, but their time travel is really wacky how it works. Is it like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Sort of. I would structure wise, it reminded me actually of Sandman more than anything. Really? Okay. Plot wise, it's a lot like The Matrix or Fight Club, where it's about okay. kind of a. Except the kid's younger and even more rebellious than Jack or Neo. But it's about a young man named Dane McGowan who's like a, a punk in 90s Britain who has like visions of, of ghosts. Like at the beginning, he sees some of the Beatles talking when they were. But that was it was like oh, back with Elton John. Yes. John. No, he sees John Lennon and the guy who was originally in the Beatles but quit. Oh, the fifth Beatle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who was a dumb in that. It's that conversation. It's just kind of a thing that happened. Well, no, because they describe that John Lennon has ascended to becoming a god, and there's just so much weird shit happens. What? Sorry, I'm trying to like keep it contained, no, but it's okay. so weird. But it's this kid, Dave McGowan. I also haven't had any alcohol, so this makes it more interesting. Yeah, well, or less, who knows? Who has these visions, and he's, but he's also like he likes to burn down buildings because he's bored. He's he's a juvenile delinquent, and they they imply he might have he might have murdered someone at the beginning. They don't sure. say that you know he does something to this teacher, and they say it's a reprehensible crime. It's horrible, but you don't know if he just injured him a lot, if he like crippled him or killed him. I like the art. There's a lot of different artists, but it's it's very '90s uh, Vertigo art for sure. And he gets taken to this place called Harmony House, where they're essentially going to they they brainwash juvenile delinquents into basically brain dead idiots who just say yes and do what they're told. But he gets saved by King Mob, who is like a magician. He, that guy, yeah, he gets that saved guy. by that guy. That he guy shows up, sweet. and yeah, that's King Mob, um, who's just this crazy anarchist punk rocker a bunch with of butt plugs on his with jacket. a weird jacket and sunglasses, and he shows up, shoots a bunch of guys. Saves Dane, and then Dane gets magic lessons from a homeless man. Sweet. <laughs> this, this is all really happens. <laughs> and then as soon as he completes his training with what appears to be a schizophrenic, <laughs> he joins the Invisibles, who that's that's our titular organization, who are these cells of five throughout the world who are trying to destroy places like Harmony House and fight for freedom. And apparently they've been all throughout history... These invisibles have existed, and they have magic powers, including being able to turn quite literally invisible. Um, to the human eye, they can time travel. The they can do all sorts of crazy stuff that's 
explained in variously strange ways with different t- tales of folklore, psychedelics, some scientific stuff, some like new age hippie stuff. It's it's all over the place. Yeah. So much happens. And it'll just flip to, you'll see guys in the Renaissance who are invisibles. You see people during the French Revolution who were. And that's just in this book. I don't know where they're going to take it further. I feel like you couldn't. So no, they're, I mean. It, no, but that's what makes it interesting is you're just like, well, what can they do next? And then you realize that there's, what, you said there's four volumes, each with 12. So that's yeah. 12, 24. Well, it's, no, this was 24 chapters, but it's, it's 12 issues it's with 12, 24 chapters. Yeah, but isn't there four volumes of it? Yes. So that's 12, 24 30 I'm not 36. sure what I'm not sure what trying to math you're trying to do but trying to count on how many issues there are how many are. issues so 4 times 12 is 48 thank you <laughs> sorry it's okay um, uh so a lot's happening but it they they keep hinting that the the time is running out and we're we're ticking down to the the ultimate showdown for control over well not even control but just the the destiny of the universe will it be a universe of conformity or a universe of freedom and that's Dane has to join the Invisibles and see if he can help. He doesn't help them much in this more as he's just learning about a bunch of crazy fucking weird that shit. Same stuff. Um, okay, Can't so. I realize you don't make any sense with this. I mean, there were parts of the book where I was just, it was like pages of just like gibberish. And I was like, what am I reading? So that, and that, there, there, there stem my issues and my praises. So there are parts of the book when it's grounded, it's great. Sure. And I can follow what's happening and it's interesting and it's fun. And I like it. And then it'll get into the weird shit and it can be fun, but sometimes it just goes and goes yeah. and it'll be like, did he like, did he write these parts while he was on drugs? Cause it'll just be like endless little bubbles of just like weird sounding stuff. It's like, Oh, here's a bunch of references to stuff from India over and over again. And I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. I don't want to look up all these words just to be like, Oh, you did DMT. Okay. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Great. You you did some LSD. Awesome. Okay. I know what LSD is. I, I, I can like psychedelic stuff to a point, but there's parts of this where you just feel like you're reading like someone's notes they took while they were on a drug trip. And that can be kind of funny, but it can it can it drags in sections. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed it was it had a very strong opening, and then in the middle it would go back and forth depending on how grounded the chapter was or not. And then it ends very strong though. It has mm-hmm. a really interesting final chapter, which isn't even like a cliffhanger either. It's not like oh tune in next time to find. It's just like kind of it's just one cool little facet of the story. And I was like oh that's neat. And I do want to read more because it's like okay strong ending. Let's see where this goes. Hopefully, a little less of the 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 psychedelic talk of oh look guys, what if up right. was left? Oh wow, <laughs> dude, it's all about perception. It's be. all about perception, man. Like, have you listened to so, music? So, do you think that this is stronger than Animal Man and Doom Patrol? No. Or? Well, I haven't read Doom. I haven't read Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol. I have read Animal Man. I really, really like Animal Man. However, that is a series I've read all of. I would say this is very, in terms of Grant Morrison stuff, it's most similar to The Filth. Sure, where it's more strange. It's more strange, abstract. The Filth is is harder to follow overall, but it's not because it's too trippy. It's because it's, it's because of the way it's structured. And if you, if anybody's read Grant Morrison's The Filth, you'd understand why I'm saying that. But it has a lot of the same themes, even artistically. A lot of the same stuff is going on, where it's like weird, bug out, crazy looking characters, but then they're still talking about like reality and. This is very fucking weird. Yeah, I think with this he was first. I think with this he was trying to do because he did Animal Man, which was all about like, oh, what's real, what's not. 
and then this is more like he's like taking it into like really like quantum mechanics level stuff, but also some of the new agey drug shit gets annoying. And then the filth, he's he's very much refined that, which is far after this. So this is this is kind of interesting. Uh, so this is more of like his older like. Yeah, it's a little it's a little rougher. Sure. It's a little rougher, but I'm enjoying it so far, and I want to know what happens. I want uh, Morrison has really good bombastic crazy endings to his stuff. Uh-huh. So, uh, and I like everything that this is about, and I, the characters we know stuff about, I I think are interesting. I want to see where they go. It also is similar, especially the way they pace the individual issues. It's similar to uh, Warren Ellis's uh, Planetary. Okay. It's a lot like that, which I have the big omnibus of Planetary, which is well, it's a hefty it's read. Like Batman Planetary. There is that that there is a tie. There is a crossover. That's just like an after thing. That's like a, just a fun thing oh, they okay. do. Uh, it's like after the main story, they have like here's some Planetary crossovers because Planetary technically takes place in the DC universe, yeah. but doesn't. And then they make like weird knockoff versions of Marvel characters just yeah. to get them in there. Like the the whole Fantastic Four is in mm-hmm. Planetary, but is like super evil, fucked up psychos, <laughs> and they're great and they're really fucking scary. That's in the Batman one. No, it's just oh, that's in, Planetary. in Planetary. That's the like the main villains are all Fantastic Four. Cool, but they're just like psychopath <laughs> versions. It's like, what if Reed Richards wanted to like unwrite reality? Oh god, he's awful. Um, Isn't that the maker? I forget what he is. Planetary is crazy. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little easier to follow. Planetary is a little easier to follow than this, but it still gets weird and will kind of go off on tangents like this. So you, I can see how Warren Ellis and Grant Morrison were kind of trying yeah. to do similar things. Whereas Warren Ellis was more about futurism, and Grant Morrison is more about uh, Ken Kesey psychedelic type sure. stuff. I like this so far. I think if you like challenging comics, you'll love The Invisibles. Uh, it's it's definitely it's aged well. I think because like I said, 1994. You know, sometimes you can look at the artwork and the color and be like, oh yeah, that's 90s artwork. Um, but whatever. I, I don't. It's it's. That's that seems beyond that seems beside the point to me. I I like older artwork personally, and it's like oh, but they're referencing things from the nineties. Yeah, it was written then. Fuck off. Um, (laughs) There was no real true ways to draw during that time either. And they switch artists a bunch, and that's once again though. I said it was kind of like Sandman, which changed artists almost every issue, Mm -hmm. which I think Neil Gaiman did on purpose. Sure, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but all the artists are consistent enough and having a similar style to each other that I uh, largely didn't notice anything. I did notice there was something in the art I've never seen in a comic book in this before. And, you know, and this is, I was so happy to see this, even though it was a mistake, mm-hmm. is, you know, when you're inking um, on your pencils to show where you're going to do a big patch of solid black ink, you put a little X. Yes. Um, they forgot to fill in one of the X's. Oh. Yeah, there's a guy, there's a big, there's a small patch on a guy's nose that's not filled in that you can see a little X in there. And I was like, oh! Someone <laughs> fucked it up. Uh, another issue I had with this was I don't know if they had the original scan files or something, or they didn't know what to do because this is obviously a reprint. This is the reprinted version I have. Sure. But a lot of the pages are noticeably pixelated, and I don't know what that's about. Some and that's, of the art that's, is pixelated? The whole pages are, where oh. all the art will be. Um, and you'll see parts where it looks like the, the lettering isn't done properly, because instead of it just being, you know, crisp black and white bubbles, the bubbles will have a white outline around them, which they shouldn't. Like, they didn't know how to use the select tool properly. Sure. 
So I don't know if that's just uh, because it was earlier digital lettering or what, but there are there are some issues. It's not a deal breaker, but it was stuff I noticed, and anybody with a keen eye for that kind of thing will also notice it. Um, largely, I like the artists. The lettering was fine. Coloring is... Oh, yeah, you are right. Yeah, see, you like, can see yeah. it. It's weird, right? Yeah. A little odd, but if anything, you're here for the writing, which is suitably bizarre. Um, just a little, little long in the tooth sometime sure. with the, with the rambly, oh, I'm, I'm on an LSD trip stuff. Like those parts you can almost just kind of skin to be like, okay, okay. He's rambling about thus spoke Zarathustra or whatever. Okay. Now we're doing, okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, now we're back. Well, I'm back gonna, to the story. Okay. The LSD you. has died. Okay. It's all good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm hoping it gets reined in as it goes and I'm, I'm curious about how it ends. So I'll, I'll be continuing to pick up new volumes as I can find them. Sure. And I will probably finish out the series. Yay. So there you go. So that's Invincibles. The Invisibles. All right. Grant Morrison. Um, I meant to say too with Alex Ross's um, or uh, Steve Darnell's uh, Uncle Sam. Yeah. It is not based on the Freedom Fighter character. Oh, okay. Because so, yeah. yeah, there is the, the Uncle Sam character. Yes. I meant to go into that a little bit too and I forgot. It's worth, worth noting um, as an addendum. Yes. yes. But people like to compare it to it it's not, be like, it's not even trying to do the same thing. It's not. No, okay. it's nothing like that. I mean, maybe because, yes, people aren't believing in America or whatever, and he's like... Is Uncle Sam like Tinkerbell? If you don't believe in America, he gets weaker? Yes. That's exactly his powers. Shit. That was yeah. a joke. Yeah. That's why when he goes to... There's a, a Batman Brave and the Bold episode that points out that is oh, where... No. Um, we got to sing the four send... kids. We got to sing the four kids national yes. anthem. That's well, the only that's, way to power up Uncle Sam. <laughs> what they do is that everybody goes to space and Uncle Sam disappears because... On that planet, nobody knows what America is and nobody believes oh it. Oh, my God. So in order to resurrect him, um, uh, Plastic Man makes everybody sing Yankee Doodle Dandy. Oh. <laughs> That's good. Yes. I was going to say, uh, The Invisibles, not a very American comic. It's a very, very, very British, British comic. comic. It takes place in Liverpool. They speak in heavy British slang. And then the Americans throw the tea into the But, water. yes, exactly. So this is Fourth of July episode, which is when we fought. Fuck the British, yeah. so yeah, this works. Anything you can have, mostly America, but a little Britain in there just for yeah. the flavor of the enemies. Yes. So there you go. I, My I, next, book. I nailed it. Perfect. <laughs> Our next book is just the memoirs of Hitler. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, they do. Uh, I think they. Shit, isn't there like that Hitler manga? Whatever. Yes. That's yeah. like a biographical thing, though. Yeah. Young Adolf or whatever it's called. It's young. Yeah, young. Hello, Adolf. I forget yeah. what it's called. I want to get it. It looks interesting. I want to get yeah. Mouse too. That's something that I need. We, sh- to we should definitely. I'm surprised I don't have a copy. I probably we'll do that on. I think Hitler's I bought birthday. a copy, but I think my brother jacked it. We'll um, we'll do it on Hitler's birthday. Anyway, four twenty. Um, so our last review <laughs> is going to be Kit. Do, do you remember shot, what we did? Dickweed. Do you remember what is it? I know what we were supposed. To, I know we were supposed to review this book last week. It was the the webcomic. Fi- yeah, you did the the Wicked Spirits, baby. I did. I did the habanero shot. Habanero. It's actually pretty tasty, though. We were we read it, and then I got too drunk. I don't remember talking about this book at all last week because you didn't. You kept talking about Monster Matador. I just kept going back. To, well, that was that was a better book. I like sure Monster was, Matador yes. a lot more. Told I guess Steve that's, in that. What's up? He was very Stephen Prince. Oh, good. No, he's a great. He, he, the guy's great. I love him. I told him. I want to see it. his next book. Get some it's more water, and you look like you're gonna you look like you're gonna cry. I have like a little hiccups. bitch. That's hiccups recovering. Okay, his do you tears. remember what Fates is about? Well, I remember even when I read Fates, I didn't know what it was about. So, well, let's let's introduce it. Let's say like who the art I and artist. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because it was a web comic, so I do not have my physical copy here because that does not exist. Yes, right now it's in. It is on Comicsology right now. 
Um, and you could read the prequel issue on their website, yeah. issue zero. They have an issue zero, like what I'm doing, but mine's better. Yes. <laughs> uh, 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 the Fates review this together. Oh, never mind. I have a note there. Um, this Chad, is by always Ruben. prepared. I do. Uh, this is by writer Ruben Mafood. Okay. Feud. Mafood. Mafood. Yeah. And artist Lex Minial. M I N I E L. Man, Chad, you got hit I by got that. I got the hiccups. I one sure hit you did. Hard. It fucking killed me. Um, <laughs> so the story follows Now Chad's the demon. alcoholic. I gave it to him. Mm. I'm free. <laughs> the spirit of alcoholism has come to me. Ah, ah it's a good Don't comic. worry, my alcohol demon will be, back, be next week. Don't that's worry. That's a good comic to do, the spirit of alcoholism. Oh, yeah, it's like fun. you can transfer it into somebody yeah. and they're like, ah, I'm oh, not functional oh. anymore and I keep shitting my pants. Oh, Azteca. Al- Azteca oh, my mouth tastes like in a cigarette butt. Um, the story follows. So yeah, story what is follows- what is Fates about? Because I read that whole fucking book and I was like, it, it's just. Like, you know how I was complaining about just in The Invisibles, the, the weird, drug-trippy, yes. this is hard to follow? That was the entirety of Fates, where it just felt like random stuff. stuff and there was like a yeah. guy, except there was like a dumb-looking alien or something with stupid-looking chubby cheeks that was, I guess he was supposed to be scary, but his little... He was the king of hell. His chipmunk cheeks just made him look like, I just want to punch you. He was the king of hell. Uh, yeah, that was his name. Um, and so- he was saying stuff like, to the audience... Mm-hmm. And I guess he was supposed to be a bad. I like. I had no idea what was happening. Let me explain in this. it. Okay. Let me explain it. The story follows a lowly demon named Agat, which is the king of hell, okay. who slaughters and butchers his way across the country for great power and winds up the king of the the country of Moravan. But a witch informs him that he is not meant for to be king. It belongs to the man who speaks to rats. What? That did that happen? Yes. Okay. Kit, Fates is the most vague thing yeah, that I have ever read. Like, and that's I, not... I remember there was that guy. He was like the king of filth. And, and then he there was the stupid. hero guy. There was, and there were some other... I don't even know, I don't know anybody's name. I don't know what anybody's goals yes. are. There was the I just one know kid. He's like a con- I just know he's like a monster. He conquered some stuff. I like him. He's fun. Because what he's doing is that he goes... They were all very reasonable, and I talked to them, but it's just him eating them. In order what to he says way. versus yes. what he d- did is, is very entertaining. Yeah, he's he's um, deceptive. He's not like, a reliable narrator. There's the guy who was apparently supposed to like overthrow him, but he instead get, uses him as a slave, so okay. he gets to him first before he can gain the power to defeat Agag, so now he's like his yeah, so, uh, messenger so This, this almost feels like... So. I would almost say this feels like a preamble to the rest of the story, but apparently, but there's an issue zero as yeah. well, which I've not read, but it's like, are you supposed to have read that first? Because they didn't send that to us. They, they didn't. just sent us this, and they were like, hey, can you review this? And I mean, we are, but it was, it, so, was, it was weird. It was hard to follow. And, you know, more so than anything, it didn't really give me anything to care about. It was just kind of like, okay, here's a bunch... It was a bunch of stuff happening, but I, I was invested in none of it. And I it was, see. And, I mean, even, what little of it I could follow, I was not invested in. It was just too... It was kind of like Champion, you know? Yeah. Where it was sure. like, I'm, I'm saying a bunch of stuff. There's vague apocalyptic happenings. Okay, what? So, Far Traveler <laughs> co- Comics are the guys who They're do Fates. Yeah. It's the publisher. They're a small Latinx independent oh. studio focused on publishing comics and games 
This is apparently a horror fantasy LGBTQ story that'll span 30 issues. Wow. So um, where's, I, issue you know, 2 they, is coming out in two months. Okay, they the LGBT thing didn't seem to come up. I don't know where uh, that I mean, I don't from. really care, but they maybe, you know, they've got 29 more issues. Maybe it shows up. Um, you, I think they need to introduce some characters that would really help this book. So... It, they said that, yeah. So I think that's what they're looking for is just some feedback on how they can improve of this. Give us, give us a protagonist. Just like, give us something for me to not sit there and have to reread it three, three. Yeah, times you said you read it multiple times yeah, to I figure did. it out. And I enjoyed Agag as a character. Like I said, I like the way he speaks. I like him because he just everything that he says, but he does is all the exact opposite. I thought it was fun, but other than that, I was kind of. Like, I don't understand. I'm still hiccuping. Um, I don't understand. You sound like a fucking wino. <laughs> what else I'm supposed to care about in this book except no. for him. Um, and he's the bat. Um, and in terms of his design, get rid of the chipmunk cheeks. They look awful. He looks like Abe Sapien, but with tu- tumors in his cheeks. Yeah, those look very dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's supposed to look like a chupacabra or something, but... I think that's what he's supposed to be. Okay. He's the chupacabra. Okay. But he is weird poor chad cannot kill i'm sorry i'm trying not to fucking (laughs) get rid of them Um, (laughs) no it's just i do want to see more and where it goes because because i'm curious and that's about it like it's not that i'm invested it's just now i'm curious because it's so I mean, vague. could they could they salvage so, it? Maybe. Sure, um, I don't. They, if they've got twenty nine issues, but thing, if they do twenty nine issues of this, it's just gonna it's gonna read like something you, that a madman made, right? <laughs> or just something where it's just not. It'd be like Finnegan's fun. Wake or it's something. It's not fun. You can do weird shit like this and still be fun. Yeah, don't you know. Look at fucking again. The Invisibles. Invisibles. Doom Patrol. Um, Hellboy. You know where they sure. just go balls to the wall insane sure. with some stuff. It's just. This book, if that's what your plan is, is you're just giving us this vague first issue, and then you're gonna go insane with it. I'm in. Yeah, but- the, the issue, the the, <laughs> the issue, the issue with the issue <laughs> is they uh, your, fir- your first chapter is you wanna you wanna hook people with uh, what the story is and what the care who's our who's our protagonist. Why do we care? And this doesn't have any of those things. It kind of right. just has a villain walking around doing stuff stuff that we only kind of understand yes. and un- yeah and i like him That's i mean I, I didn't care about i just i couldn't care less about this book yeah i know like there's there's like i said they could potentially salvage it but this is not this is not a good way to write so a first issue your advice essentially draw in your audience like just basic writing stuff have a main character have I a protagonist. Want... This this god guy. I mean, if he's your protagonist, that's really weird. Uh, then we also need who's the antagonist because we very. This or first the... issue only had a character, and I didn't really. But he didn't seem to have an overarching goal other than he was conquering stuff. Yeah. And it was very vague on what why he was trying to conquer everything. It I mean, he's like he's he a monster. That's it. what he does. Sure, why not? That's fine to a degree. But have fun with it. And I think they were in some ways, like you're saying, they did some witty stuff where he's they, not a reliable narrator. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I they, like the they would switch and they'd have like had, there was some decent artwork in there. They had some parts that looked like stained glass I that Lexi's, I really liked. I think Lexi's artwork is fine. She can draw. No, she can draw. Yeah. She can draw fine. Um, Keep her. I, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I just. Uh, Boy, that, that was a hell of a script she had to work with too. She's yeah, like, well, I, I hope I they I, they better have paid that poor girl. <laughs> I'm I'm curious to see what 
how they wrote the script with such vagueness going on. Yeah, or if they have a like, goal here or why they're doing it. It's, and this I, is a very odd comic. Yeah. And I, I usually like odd comics, but they usually have some vestige of a structure sure. to them. And this this seemed like a, a bit of a fever dream. Yeah, for me, for me, I enjoyed, like I said, I've enjoyed Agog. I think that there's definitely something here. I think I like the idea of a monster conquering, but it's also too vague for me where if I have to read it over and over again, I'm like, okay, there's some books where I'll have to, but I also don't mind reading it. Because you were because, like, ooh, I'm discovering things yeah, along the way. With this, I just felt like I was reading the chore. same thing over and over as a chore to develop so we could my review understanding it of it to review it properly. And when Kit got drunk, I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, <laughs> no, it was fine. How the hell would I have reviewed this? I don't think I could have. I couldn't review it on my own. Like, I yeah, tried. You'd, I need, was you'd like, need someone to yeah. bounce stuff off of. Um, but other than that, though, I want to see more. All right. I, I want to at least see yeah, they what can, you they do. Can send, if they yes, want to send please. us more to review, we can do that. Yes, I know I this is a promo thing for them. Yes. But, you know. I, I don't want them to give up on it. I think if they have 30 issues... Yeah, commit to, commit to, to it. it. Try and get all the way you to know? the end of 30. Uh, you know, And if you do 30 issues and none of them are good probably do something else right. but uh <laughs> either do something else but hey at least you did 30 issues yeah i got 30 yeah. issues of comic done they're yeah. not that the champion guy he did six issues and none, none of those of were good, good so this is at least be- better than champion this yeah this, this is, is better at least than a champion. grade stuff compared to champion this was this so. was easier to follow and had better artwork and yes. was less schizophrenic like champion i felt like this was written by a person that i feel threatened by <laughs> So it's like someone who, like, you'll be at a party and they'll be really animated talking to you. And you're like, this is fun. And then they'll just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll just whip out a knife and stab, stab you. you. And, and they'll be like, hey, like right? This and you're guy, just like, what the fuck? These guys will just give you a shot of tequila. Yeah, these guys <laughs> might just drink a little too much. Yeah. Who knows? But I want to know where the LGBTQ stuff comes into effect. Maybe the like, Egog guy is a demi-pansexual man of color. I don't know. Oh shit, he's a Constantine. Oh no, Constantine. He's just he's just by. No, he's Pan. Because oh, he fucks everything. What's a pansexual? Like, like goats and stuff. No, dude, he fucks demons. Oh yeah, well anybody, everybody wants to do that. I mean, yeah. Pansexual is just the elitist way of saying you're bi. Oh. That's oh, my, that's fine. always my joke. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so fates, guys, vague, liked the care liked. Like a gag, plays fun. The antagonist, <laughs> antagonist, antagonist. Just tighten it up. Um, get back to some some fundamentals. Give me, give us something to give, give a shit about. Or also too, if your second issue is better, try to work that as the first issue. Yeah, like maybe cut, these make, could have just been your rough draft. Yeah, like maybe now this is issue one, <laughs> or maybe this is issue. 0.1 yeah there you go you know there 0.1 we have issue zero issue 0.5 yeah and then, all right here we go finally issue one and then that's your second issue yeah right? I, i'm remiss to tell like people to keep restarting their comic because that that's a trap a lot of people fall into sure um, well don't restart this, just work with what you have work with what you got finish what you've started unless it's really just like unless you're like oh i can't uh, unless you think it's unsalvageable right in which case this greener pastures yes so, all right, guys, that was Fates by Far Traveler. Far Traveler. And can you you can buy that first issue on Comixology, Comixology on their website. Yes. It's, um, it's, I think it's a digital-only thing. For now. Yes, physical copies will be coming out soon, they're saying. Um, please send me a copy because I wouldn't mind having a physical copy of it. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. Um, I do want to see more. Please send us more. 
um, just to see how it's been growing because I'm curious on it. And then you can go to fartravelercomics.com um, to read issue zero to see if there's anything else. I should have also read issue zero, but I also forgot. So, anyway, so other than that, though, we're good. We're this done. Very, we did reviewed a, seven yes, books. We, we did it. Seven books. Um, this is probably a, this is a shorter podcast too. We're getting we're getting succinct. We are. Well, you're also fewer, not drunk. I know fewer uh, fewer drunken tangents yeah, for me to go no on. Ki- okay. All right, <laughs> thinking about Brian Wood is. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. It's also hot as balls in here. It is. Uh, it's toasty. It's toasty. It is a, it's a toasty um, year in Michigan. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and BitChute. Um, there's also one. Nope. That's all All five of those. You can also follow us at Shots With Comics at, on Twitter and also Instagram because that's where Far Traveler Comics found us. Oh, cool. All right. Hey, hey. Yeah. I've been posting episodes on there mm-hmm. so okay yeah, i guess it works i don't know you can post um, you can post episodes on instagram i just post a link oh okay it's a like picture of our up. logo it's like you can't okay cool so like you can't put up something that big on instagram you can That's if you're true. angry enough <laughs> you can if you try yeah um you can also follow me at casual nerd chad with all my stuff that i'm doing you can with follow the hiccup Bone in the at, middle of his name yes casual, casual nerd, nerd. <laughs> casual nerd chad um, I'm at Bonitis on Twitter, B-O-N-E-I-T-I-S. Type in the whole thing. I'm still shadow banned. That's never fucking going away. A, a, a lot of the block lists are gone, though. Oh, really? It, yeah, that because that, that was done through this thing, this project called Block Together, and the guy stopped doing it because uh, oh. someone sent me that he wasn't going to do it anymore, and I just sent him a message like, hey, man, it was really cool being a, a, an acceptable casualty to your little project. Thanks a lot <laughs> for years of misery. Did he ever reply back? No. no. I hope he fell in a... <laughs> open grave. <laughs> he fucking died. Oh no! I just said fell on an he, open grave, and then he, he was, of course, alive and unharmed, and crawled out, and nothing bad happened to him. Oh, well, I like uh, early grave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I just can't make death threats on the air. Um, uh, no, I guess not. But um, yeah, uh, that's. Uh, but yeah, so the block lists are largely gone. But shadow banning on Twitter is still in effect. So type in the whole boneitis b o n e i t i s. Look for the black, white, blue, and pink. Avatar. And then every Saturday. You can catch Dave and Kit on the Snake Pit. Well, we actually be doing a, an episode tomorrow. We had friends over this weekend, and we were doing Fourth of July last night, so we did not stream because we were being social adults. We were being American. We will be 7 p.m. EST. Twitch TV slash Bonitis Uno. That's B O N E I T I S U N O Uno, like the card game. Next week we will also be live streaming. So we'll be live streaming as well. SWC next week. So oh, that's my that's my double double stream weekends. Oh yes, it is. Got to look pretty. Oh. Got to look and pretty then, all weekend. And then we also have coming up. We're going to be working on best of the worst. So stay tuned on for more episodes on, or more updates on that. All right, um, we'll be doing a test stream on that. Oh, okay, Yay. cool. Not this week, but soon. So okay, we'll, we'll, soon. we'll set a date for that. Okay. We already did, but it's not the point. Oh, but uh-oh. all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we are out later.